Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in Late Night. It's Blake Osborne. Sup? Don't, it looked like you're poking out the eyes of the audience. So my hand like totally turns to nothing. When yeah. You yeah you, you, you've Whatever. ascended. You're, yeah. You've, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Very, very angelic <laughs> the way that looked right there. You, but you get that all the time. The, the, oh, yeah. yeah. Very angelic. Yeah. When, when you're as pasty white as me, you get very washed out in cameras. I need makeup or something. I don't know. You know, I've had people say before, Anika has said this actually, yeah. that you know, we sh- we should be like doing a little powder or something, since because because of the bright lights yeah. on our faces and everything. Yeah, yeah. that just Ugh. that's that's just a bridge too far. There's I don't white know, people man. Problems, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So here's the thing: I was thinking about this when I was driving down to the studio today. Okay, is that so? We're not doing an episode the week of Christmas. Okay. So, and we didn't do an episode the week of Thanksgiving, right? which for one, that means we do, we do 50 episodes a year. We just mm-hmm. don't do those two. Right. And that actually is perfect because that puts us to doing episode 149 the week before our big live to do yeah. here where we will do that'll, that will, that will kind of double as episode 150. Yeah. It's almost like you timed it on purpose. It's almost, yeah. It's almost <laughs> like we, yeah. like. Like, like we know what we do like we like to Blake and I joke a lot, <laughs> but we do actually do a lot to plan this program. And so that, well, okay. So I do a lot to plan this program and, and so, yeah, so that's, so it's going to work out perfectly, which yeah. by the way, yeah. it's March 20th, that's right. 2021. So next year, March 20th. So we had episode 100 this past year mm-hmm. on what was it? The 14th or something. Yeah, it was, it was in March. And it was a lot of fun. It was a live show. We had live music. We yep. had we had a dessert bar. How many how many podcasts can you go to a live recording of where they have a, where they have a dessert bar? Yeah, I don't know. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty. I good. mean, I I feel like we did all right. Yeah. And so so we we had that, and we had we had a band. We actually had a band. Like yeah. instead of us saying "Take it away, band," and uh-huh. you hit a button, and it, like no, it was actually <laughs> a real an actually band. So, so we're going to plan some equally cool stuff for March 20th, 2021. You can go to our, go to, uh, we have an Eventbrite page. I think the easiest way to get there, cause you know, it's like Eventbrite slash da 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 is go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Alan Mosley TV, click yep. on events. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, you can't miss it cause no, it's, it's the right only there. event because yep. we, we don't do this very often. <laughs> we may have some interesting, like special people coming to attend okay i can't say who because okay. if i say it then yeah, they won't yeah. come and then i'll yeah. then i'll have to announce oh i'm so sorry so and so is not yep. attending that's and just then, our luck and then everybody will want their money back and oh, then yeah. i'll say what money and then delete my facebook and because <laughs> i'm gonna steal your 70 dollars <laughs> so anyway march 2021 yeah but anyway i was driving down and i realized that so not this week but next week is the last show before christmas right so next week's show has to be like our Christmas holiday spectacular. <laughs> okay. I panicked briefly because I thought like I just got my dates mixed up. For some reason, I thought today was like the 14th or something because no, that tells you where my yeah. brain is. And I thought, oh, my God, today's the ho- the holiday spectacular. And, and <laughs> we haven't done anything. So I was like, oh, we got to like, I don't know. I'll go buy a Santa hat or something. <laughs> so next week is the holiday spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. 
we, it was already like we had already like taken off. I think you took a trip or something. Yeah, you I think I town. went to Disney or something. So I ended up doing the holiday spectacular from home by myself. Yeah. And we, it was great. We, mm-hmm. we talked about is fruitcake a cake or a bread? We, we sang like one line out of our famous favorite Christmas carols. Because okay. if you sing more than that, then you're going to, you know, have to yeah. pay somebody. Yep. I'm, I, I don't Unless have like my bells. ASCAB membership right. and mm-hmm. BMI and yeah. all that stuff. Right now, there's people like, I have no idea what that is. Nope. Just understand it's nothing you want to have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. So be thinking, Blake. I, I like, I, I tell Blake my notes for him as a producer. Mm-hmm. During the monologues of the show of the week before. So yeah. what So what you're at home listening to right now mm-hmm. is actually me just thing. telling Blake, have something fun for Christmas for next week. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're wearing a red shirt, so you're practically already it's, there. It's a preemptive strike. Let's put it that yeah. way. <laughs> I, I got to gain a lot of weight to pull off Santa It's the Bush week, Doctrine you know. right there. It's the Bush Doctrine on Christmas. <laughs> so... I, I just wanted to say really briefly before we g- take our first commercial break. So we're always fighting the algorithms on oh, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. just big tech, just totally it has us all by the balls mm-hmm. here. And so we are so dependent on you guys at home. If you can hear my voice, we we are dependent on you, yeah, we need your help. to like and mm-hmm. share the program. Yeah. So if you're watching the show right now, which I know you are because we're live. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. It's happening. Right now. It's exactly. it's happening at 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 nine oh six, and and so we're on, and so yeah. I want you to go right there and and click the share button yeah. at the wherever it is on your browser of choice, sure. mm-hmm. and uh, and make sure you're getting notifications from our page because I can't tell you like how sad and frustrating it is for me when I get messages from people literally every week saying, hey, when are you guys doing a new episode? Did y'all quit the show? No. Are y'all still doing the show? And I'm like, we do a show every Wednesday at the same time. Every Wednesday. With the exception of Thanksgiving and Christmas. But with the exception of those, every Wednesday at the same time. And so it's like, so I'm like, I'm taken aback. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, sometimes I ask them because I'm curious. Well, what's the last episode you saw? Yeah. And and, and, invariably, it'll be like, oh, the last one I saw... You were you were talking to Brian Kaplan about his book. And I'm like, dude, that was like last year. <laughs> and we've done an episode every Wednesday since then. That's right. <laughs> I don't so, know. So so obviously what it is is you're one of these poor, sad individuals who thinks that, well, I liked his page and I commented on a video. That means Facebook will show me when he goes live with a new video. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Facebook will not. Mm-mm. And and by the way, our numbers are actually way up on YouTube, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not thing. I'm certainly not complaining. No. But it's so weird that our numbers are way up on YouTube, but they're way way down basically everywhere else. Yeah. Um so make sure you click that little button on the mm-hmm. page, like the page. Yeah. Subscribe to the show on on YouTube and and Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you click that little notifications button to say get see first or get notifications. Get when we go live because we the show's live every Wednesday night. And I just so anyway, 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, but sir. to a further point of that, we're actually going to have to like drag our feet a little bit in the next segment because we only have like three viewer mails because no one saw our viewer mail post. And that's such a shame because again, the viewer mail post comes out like every Monday at lunchtime. Yep. We yep. say it's that time again. We need a viewer mail. That's right. It's that's verbatim, the yeah. verbatim quote. <laughs> and so this week we literally had like a reach of 16 in a wow. group of thousands of people. Facebook only showed our viewer mail post to like Jeez. that many people. Jeez. But that also tells me that there's that many other hundreds, nay, thousands of people that don't have us as get notifications, see first, that are not checking the page, that are not going there every week about that yep. time. And, and again, and also again, so yeah. I have people who will send me screenshots of like, here's a post. This is the first time I'm seeing your post and it's like eight days old. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I guess I could post my viewer mail for the following week yeah. or some, I, I don't know. I don't know what we got to do, but, but you know, it, let me tell you what it means to me. It means that we're, our message matters. It means that we're definitely uh, striking a chord with some folks because uh, the stuff we talk about on this show can be dicey, spicy, edgy. Oh yeah. Spicy and dicey. That's right. Yeah. We will spice you and we will dice you. But, but you know, but, but, hey, you know what? But you know what? When you talk about the things you talk about, man, mm -hmm. it's gonna rub some people. So to clarify what Blake said, we will we will spice and dice you, but you gotta pay for that. <laughs> we, you don't get that for free. Um, let's take a commercial break. Yes, sir. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. You know, I forgot to mention, um, so our numbers are down everywhere with the exception of YouTube, but also yeah. the exception of one other place is Parlor. Yeah. So we're on the Parlor app at right. Alan Mosley over yeah. on Parlor, mm -hmm. and the funny thing is, is that I, I've I've seen all these a lot. I've seen a lot of people complain, or I don't know if complain, really more mock, I guess. Yeah. Saying that, well, Parlor's stupid. Parlor's just where all the right wing snowflakes went. It's just it's just an echo chamber for the for the conservatives and Republicans and all that. So first of all, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Second of all. We're going to, we're going to try to spread our message everywhere we can, because right. I mean, obviously it's not working on Facebook and YouTube and <laughs> right. other places. Third of all, we get way more viewership. We get way more traction. We mm -hmm. get a lot more likes and views and clicks over mm -hmm. there than we've been getting on these other platforms. Right. And, and, and actually remind me, um, uh, cause we, but way back in the day, way before the golden era of the, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> used to have a used to have a radio show. It was it yeah. was called the Gold Standard, yeah. and it kind of it's what evolved into this. Sure, yeah. used to be on radio. Yeah, and back in the old radio days, they used to say, you know, some of your viewership will be people that really like you, and every week at that time, boy, they're gonna mm -hmm. tune in. Yep. But uh, some of your viewership is going to be people that hate you. 
Yeah. People that just just despise everything you're about, who just disagree with everything you say, but they're tuning in because it's kind of like that's their guilty pleasures. Like, oh, this, this guy, Alan, he's going to talk about why we can't bomb Iran and I want to really bad. And so they'll tune in because they don't like you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you as the as the content creator who's just trying to get more clicks, more shares, more yeah. like, who yeah. cares? Yeah. I, I, as long as they pay attention. Right? And so the fact that I'm getting way more traction over there than some of these other platforms, I mean, I'm going to keep doing yeah. it. So parlor at Alan Mosley is where you can find us over there. And, yep. and we're going to keep posting there, which by the way, it's, it's parlor still relatively new. And of course yep. their audience is still comparatively small mm-hmm. compared to like a Twitter and a Facebook. Mm-hmm. But that, that also means there's an opportunity. Like if, if it's a new platform and people are going there and you have an opportunity to take your audience there and mm-hmm. you can be a higher percentage of the total user base, Mm-hmm. then it's worth it. Yeah. So, I mean, just, I don't know what, like, I'm not trying to carry water. Like, Parler's not paying me. No. Parler pays Remzo, who's our, <laughs> who's our friend, who's over there on Parler. Parler doesn't pay me. I'm just saying we're going to try everything we can to, it, it, we're just throwing, we're just throwing it on the wall here yep. to see, to see what sticks. Yep. That's, that's the last I'm going to do any bitching about <laughs> social media and viewership and all that. We go. actually have a really exciting announcement right around the corner that actually just wipes away all that naysay, uh-huh. but we can't announce it yet. Nope. But you'll know when it happens yeah. because it'll be like, oh, Alan's moving on up. He doesn't have time for us anymore. <laughs> so oh, well. anyway, Blake. Yeah. Time is it? It's time for Meme of the week. The media is a brainwashing machine. Hey, give a little credit to our public schools. (laughs) Now, you know me, I've been trying here lately to do this thing where our meme of the week is is semi-relevant to our segments later in the program. So we're going to make fun of some public school stuff later in the program. You're going to see why then. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a video that was going around of this teacher who was, um, I guess... I guess it's safe to say that she's pretty much just in line with most of the teachers' unions around the country, which okay. is yeah, pro-lockdown, pro-mandate, mm-hmm. anti-opening the schools back up, mm-hmm. anti-in-person instruction. Mm-hmm. And they just they just swallow every bit of propaganda from the left and from the state, and then they expect you to do the same. And, and, and furthermore, by the way, those are the people you're sending your kids to. Yeah. So yikes on that one. I know. We're going we're gonna to talk about that in the next segment. But until then, let's answer some viewer mail. Let's catch up, Ascendi. It says viewer mail, but I feel like it should say yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's answer some viewer mail. We're sure. going to start with Andrew Avery, who writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is your favorite breed of dog? So, by the way, Andrew does have a pun, but he he actually also gave us a real question. So, we're going to yeah. do the real question first. Okay. Blake, what's your favorite breed of dog? Wow. Uh, I have a Boston Terrier. I had a pug. I have a soft Wheaton Terrier, and I have a whole bunch of Pyrenees. Great Pyrenees. I don't know. I guess just dogs. Oh, okay. I loathe for me to say you should pick one, but of the dogs that you have, 
I won't tell them which one's uh, okay. which one's your favorite. Can't do that. Oh, every no. This, this is like the parent thing. All the parents say, "Oh, I, I love my children equally." What no. About you, man? What about you? What about no, as someone that can tell you from personal experience from my parents uh-huh. and having a sibling, I promise you they had a favorite and it wasn't me. So everyone has a favorite. I'm not even asking you to pick a favorite kid. I'm just saying pick your favorite dog. Okay, so out of the four of those dogs that I just mentioned, yes, I will base it on what I consider coolness factor. Okay. Boston Terriers are freaking sweet. All right. So, Andrew Blake says Boston Terrier. Um, I'm going to say uh, Miniature Dotson. They're just little little Doc, hot dogs. Doc, Doc, they're, they're just little right. useless hot dogs. Weird they're just dogs. useless. But, yeah. you know, if I, if I wanted a dog to be useful, I'd just get a wolf. Uh, Jonathan Carranza writes, Dear Alan and Blake, why are you always mean to Blake? Now, okay. So, first of all... <laughs> First of all, I'm not always mean to Blake. I literally, literally, I literally start every single show by saying the number one producer in late night. Literally. So first of all, I'm not always mean to Blake. And second of all, it's because I care. Yeah, we're just trying to, you know, better each other. It's because I care about this program So when he's ruining it, when he's literally ruining the program, I tell him so. And, and I tell him so right then, as opposed to waiting until during the commercial break. Yeah. You know, it's the shtick, you know, it's, that's what we do. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the shtick. It's the shtick. It's not, it's not that he literally ruins the show by leaving a graphic up for way too long and not taking it down and then me having to, yeah, it's totally a shtick. Uh, anyway. Andrew Avery also says, Dear Alan and Blake, if a father changes gender but doesn't openly discuss it, is he transparent? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, why not? So only <laughs> so here's the thing is wow. that only a man like remember those commercials on TV like that played during like afternoon cartoons that was like only a man can be a dad do you remember those commercials yeah i remember those like they would have like tarzan or something and they would uh-huh. say you know anyone anyone can be whatever but it takes a man to, to be, be a, a dad, dad. Yeah, I and i actually didn't think those were terrible commercials cuz i feel like obviously the angle they're playing is is that a they're saying like like teenagers don't go banging each other and making babies because you're not adults. That, right. that was really what it was about yeah. because why would they be playing during, during kids hours? Yeah, exactly. Um, which also, by the way, like when I was a teenager and I was banging chicks in high school, s- safely, Jeez, man. Sa- safely, <laughs> safely practice, sa- whatever. Wow. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're not, we're not sponsored Ow. by Trojans, no. so I'm not advertising for them. But the point being is, is that I wasn't watching like afternoon cartoons anymore when I was of an age to make babies, but that's when those commercials were on. So it's like those commercials were being shown to like eight year olds. And I'm like, what eight year old do you know is at serious risk of becoming a father? Wow. Well, I mean, that was the eighties. So, okay. I'm not that old. It was the nineties. Thank you very much. Sorry, I, you know, I just, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm old. What yeah, uh-huh, do, you know? yeah. 
So I'm just saying, I, I, so the point being is, is I'm saying on the one hand, it was weird that those commercials came on at that time of day yeah. because I feel like, like what's, what were you trying to say? What's the target? Like for oh, no. any ad, for any commercial you see, it's like, what's the target audience? Yeah. If the target audience for this is teenagers that are banging each other in high school, but those people are not watching Looney Tunes, yeah. then right. you've missed your target audience. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they're trying to tell younger kids before, because by the time they become teenagers, uh-huh. it's, it's too late. You've lost them. They're just <laughs> hormone enraged monsters. Now they're not listening. I, I don't know. I just, I always thought, so it, the, so the timing was weird, Yeah. but I wasn't against the ad campaign itself because the, obviously they were taking the angle of, you know, it takes a man to be a dad be and I dad. wasn't against that, no. but you know, by 2020 standards, like they wouldn't put that on TV no. anymore because that's like insensitive to gender fluid people. Yeah, like, you know what? Gender fluid people ain't having babies anyway. Right. So I, I really don't even know what I'm ranting about anymore. <laughs> what am I talking about? Uh, I don't know. What's the next question? The next question is dear Alan and Blake from Jeff Johnson, action movie or chick flick. So it's interesting that this, the easy answer here is action movie, mm-hmm. but if the chick flick is going to get you laid, then, and now we're back to, <laughs> now we're back to the previous questions rant where if you, you got to be careful because it takes a man to be a dad. Oh, wow. What happened to this show? I don't know. Were you, you, uh, you all right, buddy? I mean- you know, actually, I'm going to go on, since, since I'm going to go on another rant now. Have you seen, okay, I love football. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and people who know me know that like I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and God knows okay. the Cowboys are just cover your eyes awful, but I love football. Yeah. So like I can watch football and, and it doesn't have to be my team. Like sure. I can just you enjoy the sport. Yeah. But I've actually gotten to the point now where I don't watch a lot of football on the weekends. Really? And the reason being is, is because there's, I just, I can't stand just the endless propaganda commercials, oh, like yeah, all yeah. the commercials of wear your mask, socially distance, yeah, all this just yeah. BS. Oh, God. But there's a new commercial that's out there that I actually tried to find the commercial so that we could like play the clip uh-huh. and I can't find it. Like I found it on Twitter and I was like, I, I don't, I don't want it on Twitter. Like let me find it on YouTube or something. I can't like, I can't find this damn commercial. Okay. And what it is, I'll explain it. So for people who have watched football on the weekends, I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. It's this commercial of, it shows a few different scenes. Like the first scene is like a few dudes hanging out watching the big game. And the whole point of the commercial is, is that you need to socially distance and wear a mask because if you don't, you'll die basically. Basically. And so it shows this guy watching the big game with his buds and it zooms in on him watching the game. Uh And then it flashes to him laying in a hospital bed. With with a ventilator, like with the big tube down his throat. Really? I haven't seen this commercial. And then the second wow. scene is like a birthday party for like a young girl, and the the friends and the family are coming in the door, and they're bringing presents, and she's blowing uh-huh. out the candles on the birthday yeah. cake. And then the next scene is there she is laying in bed with the ventilator. And then there's another scene of an older man, same type of thing. Yeah. First of all, like I can't. I just can't stand to see propaganda. It's like, it's one of those things where when you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Like when you notice propaganda, when you see the crap that they spew out, you can't not notice it. 
Yeah. Once you start to notice it, you can't not notice it. It's horrible. And, and particularly this commercial, because for one, you know how it is, is that in a, in a football game where there's lots of timeouts, there's halftime, there's in between quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's lots of commercial breaks. Yeah. And so you see the same commercial like four, yeah. five, six, seven times mm-hmm. during a game. Right. So you see the same commercial over and over and over again. And it's just ridiculous on its face. Because like the first of the three subjects in the commercial, the first one is like a dude, bro, like mid twenties to 30 year old dude watching football. And the second one is like a teenage girl, like maybe 14, 15 year old girl. These people are not winding up in the hospital on ventilators dying of the coronavirus. That's so ridiculous. That's, that's anti-science. That's not what's happening. So first of all, 99% of people aren't having that happen at all under any circumstances, no matter who you look at, but particularly the young and healthy. Like if, if, if with my limited knowledge of the scene in the commercial, these are young, vibrant, healthy people, young, vibrant, healthy people with, to our knowledge, no comorbidities are not winding up in the hospital on ventilators, slowly passing away from, from the Rona. That's so ridiculous. It is. So I see that commercial and I'm like, I just, I can't watch it. Like just knowing that this commercial could, I I turn off the TV. I can't watch anymore. Like I can't watch because that crap is on like every five minutes. I can't watch. It's annoying. It just, they're ruining it. They're ruining Like I'll give you another one really quick. Like we're just, we're, we're blowing like, there's, yeah. this is exactly why, this it's is exactly why this is I'm why posting, like Rant, this, please. this is why I'm posting on Indeed for a new producer yeah. to replace the one I have right now. Don't, t- shh, don't tell him. This is why we need a new producer. Cause a good producer would be like flashing the clock right now that says out, you know, zeros would be on, like it would say that it's time for a commercial break. But, but the producer I have, he just, I just, I just let you go, man. I just listen. Blank's like, just, he's just on his phone. He's not even watching. He doesn't even watch the show. He doesn't watch the show guys. So he's just, he's just on his phone. So, so I'm going to do another one. Have you seen the AT&T commercial with, with the brunette with the huge tits and she's, and she's talking about HBO max or whatever. Yeah. So in the commercials, she doesn't, she's not wearing a mask. Okay. So, so there, cause a lot of commercials, everyone's wearing masks. Yeah. They don't wear masks in the AT&T commercial. No. Apparently, apparently a bunch of Karens complained that the AT&T commercial people look like they're in danger because they're not wearing masks and social distancing. So they actually put a disclaimer at the top, at the bottom of the commercial. No. That says this commercial was filmed safely. Please wear masks and social distance. What a joke. Uh, I'm like, what a joke. You can't escape it anywhere, dude. This is ridiculous. So if I, if I see the commercial with the young, healthy people dying of the coronavirus, or if I see the 18, like, I can't just enjoy her tits, Yeah. which of course they have her like in a, in a big button up shirt because they can't, it's like they, they, it's like they want to show them off, but they're a family company. It's like, it's, it's, it's like the chick with the huge boobs wearing a sweater where it's like, you're just making them more noticeable. But anyway, I digress. The point being is, it's that you can't just have a commercial. Yeah. You have to also signal that, oh, but we're, but please wear a mask, you guys. Yeah. It's like, just got to throw some virtue signaling in there in order to make it. So if I see the, if I see the, if I see the ventilators or if I see the AT&T, 
I just turn I just turn off. I quit watching whatever I was watching. I'm done with it. You know what we need? We need what? somebody to come up with an invention that just automatically blacks out commercials. Just blacks them out. Just blacks them out. Just goes black for like, you know, two minutes and then your programming comes back on. Well, I mean, like, nice. I mean, one of the reasons, of course, I mean, one of the things about like Netflix, for instance, mm-hmm. is that if you're someone who binges a show on Netflix, you just watch episode after episode after episode and yeah. you don't have commercial breaks. So, so it's not that that conceptually doesn't exist. It's just, but I mean, for things doesn't like that exists for sports. I mean, for live sporting events that are, I mean, live sporting events, those rights are owned by major networks. So like yeah. when, when, in, when, uh, when Fox is paying for, you know, NFC games, yeah. they're, they're going to air their commercials I and stuff. You. Cause where else are you going to, you can't watch the game anywhere. So, so what are we, what are we talking about? Look, look about at the time, sports. dude. Hey, We're, We're just... halfway through the show. We haven't even gotten to the meat yet. Hey, you know. We had our pudding before our meat. It's over. We're having a good time. Let's do this. Are we though? (laughs) Yeah, we are. Let's take a commercial break. We'll be right back after this. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at alan at funnybroke.com. Yep. So um, about that teacher, I I know some people, we're actually going to play the clip. So by the way, uh, warning, there's some language in the clip. She may or may not tell someone to go kill you themselves. <laughs> Guys, we do not promote self-harm on this program. No, if you're listening, Facebook nope, and YouTube and Twitter, we tell people to go to euthanasia.com to get the information they need. <laughs> to make the right choice for them. So she doesn't do that. Very unfortunate. Right. She doesn't do that. But, uh, but I, we're going to talk about this lady and we're going to talk a little bit about school because who doesn't love making fun of the schools? Go ahead and play this teacher. Why? Why? Bitch, kill your kid's teacher you know i mean wow she's she's happy so as it turns out so we actually don't have that lady's name mm-hmm. but it turns out so she's actually a first year school teacher it's like she like she says it like she's just been in the trenches of education she's God. a first year teacher uh in in oregon that apparently has been put on paid leave i don't you know think? why it's i don't know why she's yeah, being paid I, for anything i don't know why 
She's been put on paid leave. The, the school system's looking into it. You know, imagine that. They don't want their teachers driving up and down the road, no. flipping the bird and screaming obscenities at protesters. So, so what it was, by the way, is it was an anti-lockdown protest. It was anti-lockdown. They were, they were talking about wanting to open up the schools, open the economy, that kind of stuff. And she pulls up to this gathering and, and says and does those things. You know, hits, hits, us, hits us with the, uh, th- with the quote, B word, kill yourself. I'm an effing teacher because, because that makes it okay. Yeah. F F U. I am a teacher. I teach the students. My students' families are dying in, in a, in a sad, weird, twisted sense. I feel bad for her because these people think that. Yeah. Like they, they do think that they do think that like literally millions of people are going to die. Like if we don't, if we don't just lock down and mask up, then, I mean, it'll just be bring out your dead, you know, carts will come by and collect the corpses and be on their way. That's what's like it's, it's, black dead. it's, yeah, it's going to be the plague. Yeah. They think that. And I'm not excusing it by the way, but they think that. And so because they think that, then they feel that this otherwise completely irrational way of acting and, and speaking and whatever is, is justified because, well, I'm, I'm saving lives. I'm, I'm doing, I'm a hero. They, these people are all, they're, they're the heroes in their own story, right? Yeah. Like that's one of the things that's really difficult about discussing lots of is- issues in the political or cultural sphere mm-hmm. is that everyone always imagines themselves to be the hero. Yeah. And they, a lot of people, they, they have this weird caricature of how the world works that they, they've seen too many movies, right? Yeah. Like you, like, you know, they're like that cliche movie scene where here's the whole group of people and they all believe one thing. And then this brave person stands up and gives some impassioned speech. And then there's the you know, the yeah. one person comes out and slow claps. And then all of a sudden those, those, Still all those now, people yeah. who just moments ago <laughs> were violently opposed to that yeah. person now have, they've, they've come around, yeah, you know, they've, they've come, come around, around to their thinking. They're enlightened. That's a movie. <clears throat> yeah. That's not real life. Nope. Now I, I wish that someone who, who was genuinely informed, who had, who had data and fact, you know, logic and facts. I wish someone could reason and debate and argue and claim things and, and, and back up their claims with evidence. And I wish that that would persuade people. And for some people it does, Yeah. but by and large, it doesn't work that way. And certainly just an impassioned speech won't just magically bring people around. Right. Of course, what we saw right there, that's not an impassioned speech. It's, <laughs> it's definitely impassioned, but it's not really a yeah. speech. It's more <laughs> just I mean, it's, 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 it's threatening, quite frankly. I I mean, it's, you know, and so there's a, there's a few takeaways from that, that I, that I specifically want to touch on one that you kind of already alluded to, which is granted first year, but that's a teacher. Yeah. That's a teacher who has swallowed hook, line and sinker, everything, every bit of propaganda that the state spews out. Now, do you think that that's the type of educator that's going to teach your children to think for themselves, to think logically, to form their own opinions and to 
to be an individual, to, to, to value individualism and to value in, to value liberty as a primary political virtue and to not just take what someone, not to not appeal to authority, to not just take what someone says as truth because they said it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that, the, those are things that that woman is going to impress upon your children? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. In fact, not only is she not going to impress those things upon your children, she's going to do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't be surprised because that's what public schools do. Public mm-hmm. schools are absolutely just modeled after the Prussian system. Mm-hmm. They're not interested in free thinking individuals lining their desks in each classroom. Right. They are in, they are much more interested in, in obedient, uh, constructive, non-free thinking citizens. Conforming. They want them to go out and work and contribute to the economy. And, may, and maybe, maybe in some sense that's good, mm-hmm. but they don't want, they certainly don't want them thinking for themselves. They do want them taking whatever the state says and filing that away as something that that's good and true and honest and just that inherently they are good Inher- and inherently individualism is bad because then you breed all of these crazy people who won't just, who, who want to kill grandma, who won't just go along, who won't slow the spread and all this crap. Um, so that's one thing. Yeah. The second thing is, is that, do you think that this woman is the exception or the rule? Do you think that this is just one crazy young educator who lost, who lost their cool, who, is not indicative of the educational establishment at large. I don't think so. Right. Now, I, I don't think maybe most teachers wouldn't drive up to a rally and start flipping everyone off and, and cussing them out. Maybe they, maybe I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there, <laughs> but, but no, I, I think as a matter of fact, and, and this is, this is proven to be true. You see stories from all over the country of teachers groups, specifically teachers unions, teachers in their unions all across the country, uh, threatening walkouts, uh, saying that they, uh, promoting lockdowns, uh, refusing to go back to work, refusing to go back to in-person instruction, even though all the data shows that the virus is, is not a significant threat to young people that young people are way better off going back to school. You even have some of the quote unquote establishment types like the Fauci's of the world saying, yeah, we should probably try to keep schools open. Mm -hmm. But you have all the teachers groups saying, no, we will not go back to in-class instruction. We're going to, we'll walk out. We'll, we'll, we'll strike if you do. And then furthermore, you see in many school districts around the country, them giving this list of demands and, and, and by, and by the way, quite often in their list of demands along such things as pay raises and the like is, well, cut funding for charter schools, cut, make, you know, ban, ban private options, get rid of school choice where school choice exists. Don't, don't give any support to any other educational institutions outside of the public school system. Only promote the public school system. It's the only genuine way to educate the masses get rid of, get rid of choice, get rid of choices in education, get rid of school choice, get rid of charter schools, get rid of private schools, defund those institutions. Do those sound like people that are putting your children and their education first? No, no. 
They are absolutely not. They are, they are not interested in your children. They are not interested in what's best for them. Right. But for them as in your children and their education. They're interested in what's best for them right. as in the teachers in the union. We've said this on the program before. Look, look, I mean, those of us who believe in free market economics understand that, that people tend to behave in their own best interests. And you, right. you count on that. Yeah. You count on people behaving in their own best interests. Right. That's what unions do. The teachers' unions, for all of their bluster, are not interested in the education of a single child. They are, inter- they are interested in the betterment of their members. Right. That's what unions do. That's right. The teachers' unions don't give a damn about your kids. They don't give a damn about education. They care about themselves. Oh, yeah. I count on that. I'm not even saying that that makes them different. That makes them just like everybody else. Just like all of them. But I will not cede to them the moral high ground. You've heard me say that on this program before. Do not cede the moral high ground to people like that. Right. Don't let people like that in in the arena of public discourse say, well, I do what I do because I am good and I am just, and I am doing it for people. I am, I am, I am protecting my student. I'm, I'm for the students. I care about them and their families. Therefore I pursue this onerous legislation or I threaten to walk out or whatever. No, they're only interested in their own agenda. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Maybe we, they just want larger vacation time. I, I don't care what they want because if it were up to me, all the public schools would go away. And the last thing I'll say before we take the break is, is that when you, when you see that, when you see all the stories of all the threats and all the, all the walkouts, when you see the pro-lockdown types, uh, when you see them just wanting to end school choice and defund charter schools and things like that, it's... It just goes to show, and, and I mean this when I say this, and, and I, know, I know not everyone is in a position where they can homeschool. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is in a position where they can afford, say, a private school. Right. Not everyone gets the opportunity to go to a charter school if there's a good charter school in your area. I mean, you know, there's, you can only have so much enrollment. Not everyone can go. I, right. I get that. We don't live in a perfect world. Right. But... When you send your kids to people like that, you shouldn't be surprised then when they come home having learned to loathe and despise you and not reflect your morals and values. That's true. You have to do, it is, no one is more responsible for your children and their education than you are. That's right. So you have to get out ahead of the train on this one Mm -hmm. and teach your children to not listen to people like that, not revere people like that, Especially not them. respect yeah. their, them and their authority. Mm-hmm. Cause they don't, cause if you don't give it to them, they don't have it. That's right. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go away.
fun to end the show this week. Yes, sir. We're gonna <clears throat> let's shake it out. Shake it out. Get all shake that. Get all shake that bad. Shake it out. Shake it out. Shake it out. That that okay. that bad voodoo out of here. Yes, sir. I've seen I've seen this going around social media. So, in a world where a sexy Mister Rogers Halloween costume exists, <laughs> no one should be surprised that there's a movie featuring a sexy Colonel Sanders. Yes, Lifetime and KFC have teamed up to make a mini movie called A Recipe for Seduction, starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Arlen Sanders. Check out the trailer right doing? here. A Lifetime original mini movie. You don't answer my proposal. And now you're not answering my call. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? <laughs> Spare me. We all have our secrets. If you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. I'll take care of this. Ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez <laughs> is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Premieres December 13th at noon, only on Lifetime. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. All right, you can cut that. Um, that's this Sunday, by the way. <laughs> that's this Sunday, by the way. I know all you are going to be tuned in. That's this oh, Sunday, God. by the way. So okay. I do okay. want to I do want to clear up a couple of things. So some people have seen that advertisement and been like, "What in the Kentucky Fried F is that?" <laughs> so it's not actually a full length movie. It's Thank not God. like it's a lifetime movie that's like ninety minutes and commercial breaks and all that. It's only, it's only like 15 minutes long. So it's basically like a glorified commercial for, for KFC, Man. but, but here's, here's the beautiful thing. So first of all, wow. Yeah. And, and second of all, this is genius. Dude. This is amazing. <laughs> is. This is exactly the kind of branding that like libertarians need to spread ideas Exactly. because <laughs> All the people that are out there on social media that are being, that are like, oh my God, have you seen this? And they've got like the movie poster of the recipe for seduction. Like, oh, like I, I, you know, 2020, I can't believe this. Have you seen this? You're all talking about it. I know. You're all talking about the (laughs) Colonel. Yeah. You're all talking about Colonel Sanders and KFC. You can't tell me that there's not people out there that have seen that, that A, they're going to watch it. You're totally going to watch it. And then some percentage of those people who don't like normally dine at KFC are going to be like, ha 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 ha. I'm going to go get a KFC. (laughs) You're going to go get a bucket of chicken. I want a bucket of chicken right now. God, I do too. (laughs) I'm so hungry, man. Man. Like we gotta, this is the, this is the bad thing about doing any type of coverage on food related stuff when you're on a diet is it just makes you. So here's the, here's the thing. Here was a tweet that came out that said, some folks take their secrets to the grave, but Colonel Sanders takes his to the deep fryer. (laughs) Like it doesn't. Great. Like that's no, that's not that like like that's a terrible play on words because it's not a play on words. It's like I mean, it doesn't it, it that's terrible. It doesn't make any sense. So so that is 
that is December 13th. So that's what, oh, uh, that's, that's, that's this, this, Saturday, su- right? this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at noon yeah. is recipe for seduction on lifetime. Um, you know, Hey, listen, I got a level with you. Yeah. When I first saw the, the very first, like, like, trailers for I, I thought that was legit i mean i thought that whoa well it is yeah, legit it's just really not have a life where like he he was no like, yeah I mean, no no, no. I, now i realize the poor old you know but colonel sanders will roll over in his grave if he saw this crap but anyway it's funny yeah no it, no it's not it's not it okay what about all the commercials leading up to it you know okay. what I mean? like all the creepy kernel stuff that's been like you know him talking on the side of the buckets or like like magic okay so so i will say this it's like so some people have said like they're <laughs> it's amazing people will stop at nothing to virtue signal about everything yeah so i have seen people posting about this saying that that like it's disrespectful to colonel sanders to be like portraying him in this way so I'm actually going to stop you right there if you're one of those people who's like that. So first of all, Colonel Sanders should count himself lucky that yeah. he's being played by Mario. Lo- like, let's be honest. He's being played by Mario Lopez. The Colonel didn't exactly have those guns. No. So first of all, count- like if Mario Lopez plays me in the Lifetime movie about uh, our show, I won't complain. Yeah, you'll be honored. Sure. He, they're going to have to curl his hair, I guess. He used to, you know, he used to have the Jerry curl back in the Saved by the Bell days. They'll have to bring it back. Yeah, but Norm MacDonald, I mean, you know, wasn't he playing the, the Colonel in some of the other commercials? Oh, yeah, they've had a bunch of people play yeah, the Colonel. So, so, but the, the thing is, I'm going to stop you right there if you're virtue signaling, because Colonel Sanders, like, we, like he wasn't actually a military general. He no. wasn't actually a Colonel. The Kentucky Colonel. So this was a guy who, like, his whole shtick... I mean, he was, he was the chicken mogul. Like that's true. He did start the, the chain and all that, but he, he was no, he, like he was no novice to kind of coming up with a fake backstory to help brand his product. So, so I'm not going to like, I don't feel like they're stepping out of line is my point. Like, like his whole identity was fake. So making another fake identity for him is not really that big a deal. He made himself a mascot. I mean, yeah, if you exactly. Make exactly. A mascot for your brand, then you know, then, then whatever people do with you after you're gone is fair game. We need a mascot. Yeah. Like I don't know. How about like a like a forty middle aged year old man with a fat beer gut? Oh, oh wait, that's me. I'm worried about you because I know you don't drink. So if you're developing a beer gut while not drinking, then there's something going on. Let's there. call it a candy gut. All right cookie gut maybe well i mean people ask us goat related stuff all the time because someone i know is a goat farmer it's not a goat gut it's not a goat gut wow wow continue (laughs) this is one of those this is one of those types of things where if like if we were making enough money to make this program our full-time job we would like we would we would watch this and critique it and we do a review of it we'd laugh Colonel Sanders, though, you know, if you look at the bucket, mm-hmm. and you look at his head, and you look at his tie, have ever looked at Colonel Sanders' tie on the bucket? I so, promise you, when you see that little stick figure mm-hmm. guy underneath that great big floating head, you, yeah. you'll never look at it quite the same again. You can't unsee that. So the tagline is, we all have our secrets. Yes. His just happens to be a recipe for seduction. Awesome. <laughs> Oh, wow. What's he going to do? Seducer with chicken? I, I just don't. 
I don't know. I, I mean, we have to see this thing. We've got to watch this. She's a pretty good looking woman. <laughs> she must like chicken. There's gonna be there's gonna be there's gonna be sad insoles out there that are gonna go buy a bucket of KFC because they feel like it brings them closer to that. <laughs> they're they're gonna totally ignore. They're gonna totally ignore that they don't look anything like Mario Lopez. Yeah. They'll they'll be sitting there with their with their white shirt and their bucket of KFC, and they're gonna say, "I'm just like him." Yep. Even though they're they're belt, you know, I'm just like him. Yep. Why why can't I get her? I'm just like him. Because they don't have a bucket of chicken. No, no. You don't even watch the damn show, Blake. I literally just said they're sti- This segment's over. You just killed the segment. You just killed the segment. No, I didn't. You just killed it. Well, I don't have a bucket of chicken. That's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Like, we're actually now verging very close to we have to stop tape and redo the show territory because you've <laughs> no, ruined no. the segment so bad. No, no. You've absolutely ruined it. <laughs> I think since you ruined it, we better we better give our audience something to drink over, which is the party room. Oh, yeah. So it's time for a commercial break. <laughs> Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's Twitter at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. And Parlor. Parlor yeah. at Alan Mosley. Right. So yeah, there you go. Absolutely. You know, remember... We were going to do, we were going to do a take. Remember when we did the Impossible Whopper? Yeah. We were yeah. going to do the Impossible Chicken yeah. from KFC, but they didn't have it at the nearest location to That's us. That's what it is. So, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not driving an hour to go pick up Impossible I, Chicken geez. to come back here. I, like, guys, I'll do a lot for the shtick. Uh, I ain't doing that. It'd be cold um, by the time we got here anyway, so. I mean, we'll still taste, like, yeah. if, if our viewers send us stuff, we'll totally do it. Yeah. Like, that's an open invitation to you guys always. Oh, wow. If you have something you want me and Blake to taste test on the show, we'll totally have a culinary segment on the show and taste test it. Just yeah. contact us. We'll send you the us. address. We'll totally set it up. Um, remember, we did the we did the, the hot the chip. chip. 
Yeah. We, we, yeah. I'm still hurting. You're still hurting. That's still hurting. But it's just funny that we happen to talk about KFC today because we 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 totally would have done a whole segment. Yeah. About KFC, but we couldn't get the Impossible Chicken. I know. At our location. I know. It's a shame. I'm sure it would have been awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I, you know what? I actually tell you the last time I like because because at the end of the show when we're out of time, it's totally when I'm going to do a rant. Uh-huh. The last time I, I had anything from KFC was when they had the double down. Do you remember that? I think so. The double down was like a bacon sandwich, but the patty, but the sandwich instead of buns, it was two chicken patties. Oh, yeah, I remember. So that. you had two chicken patties with your I I, I, I had a I had a double down. Those are they, they still have that or no? I don't know if they still have it, but I, 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 I remember I remember when it came out, I uh-huh. told everybody, that is reprehensible. <laughs> and by reprehensible, I mean delicious. That's right. Well, we know the <laughs> McRib is out right now floating around. If you like crunchy meat. McRib season again. But You like crunchy meat, do you, Blake? No, I don't. You know what? I, I've never had a McRib. You're serious? But you know what? I don't eat at McDonald's, really. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, okay. Like anytime anyone ever writes is like, hey man, the McRib is back. I'm always like, you eat at McDonald's? <laughs> that's, that's always my Clown food, right? Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another show, and we will see you next week. <laughs>